<laughs> What's good, man? What is good? What is good? This is the week of <laughs> September 3rd. It's your boy AC, man. I'm here with my guy. Broke boy may be. <laughs> Bro Broke boy. boy. Bro boy. <laughs> and that's on my mama. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, it's your boy Nate Bizzle. What's happening, y'all? What's good, man? How you? How was your Labor Day, man? I moved. Oh, it was a real (laughs) Labor Day for you. Yeah, it was a very, it was a very labor. Nigga, I thought you just. I feel like you just moved. Did we not? Did we not? On, on last week's podcast, did I nah, not? I was talking about my upcoming move. That's what we were talking about. Because you remember, I told you I got bit by a spider. And if I ain't make it this week, mm. then just know I didn't go out like a G. Oh, but yeah. Okay. That means death got to me before y'all puss ass niggas did. So y'all still weak as hell. All right. Yeah. Because uh, I think the only <laughs> pussy ass nigga that's going after you was a damn spider. So um, <laughs> let's keep it real. <laughs> Let's keep it real damn ridiculous. That's what we need to keep. Okay. But your but your move your move went well, man. Did it go successful? Yeah, yeah bro. It was uh it was good. That's good. That is good. You gonna ask how my week went? Nah, nah, I don't really care. Man, fuck you then. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Let's nah, get what you do for Labor nah, Day weekend? Nah, nah, right? nah, <laughs> nah, nah. Nah, but uh you know, I was actually in Dallas for the weekend. Uh, you know, family reunion on my mom's side. Reunion. You know, I had to pull up. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know my girl work at Enterprise, so every rental is stunted out. You know what I'm saying? So y'all had the stunt. Camaro. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, I couldn't do the Camaro. Couldn't do the Camaro. I had to do the Mercedes truck on these niggas. You know, it's oh. we going cross country. You know, so got to pull out the truck. Niggas thought I was just gonna get the the Yukon. What niggas thought this was? Do y'all know where my girl work, nigga? Uh oh. <laughs> I thought you was single though. I am. But everybody got a girl who they hold down. Every nigga. So, you know, I just call her my, you know, even though I'm not her man, she's not my girl, you know, I'm I'm gonna call her. My shawty. You feel me? So um That's what you're gonna call. Yeah, because honestly, you know, I can't stand to see her treated bad. You know what I'm saying? So any nigga who try to front on her, I mean, I will, you know, proceed to, you know, quote unquote, beat their ass. You know, and like, to be honest, bro, like we ain't did nothing that we like ain't supposed to do. Because I mean, you know, she yo shouted. Yeah, I mean, that's that, you know. And uh, I can't remember the, the next line, but I do know that she keep me on the ringtone. You know what I'm saying? So what, be, what what song she got on the ringtone? Uh, you know, it's something that go like whoa, 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 whoa. You heard that song? No. Uh-oh. You know, that's, I that's ain't, I ain't heard that. One. That's my jam. But yeah, you know, had to go Mercedes truck. You feel me? Um, <laughs> no, nah, but really, really, honestly, man, it was kind of basic, man. You know, I was. 
Yeah, when you said Mercedes truck, I was gonna say that's a little basic, but yeah, I was. That was kind. Of, I mean, there are hard Mercedes trucks. Like, do not front. It just really depends on the type you get. I mean, I ain't saying the that G, we the G wagon. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, it don't have to necessarily be the G wagon, even though the G wagon <laughs> is hard. You know, there are harder ones. I just feel like this was very, um, you know, very base model. You know what I'm saying? And when we was picking out the cars, you know, we 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 hopped in a lot of stuff trying to determine what we was going to do. It really took a long time, you know, but there was this Volvo, this Volvo truck. That was really nice. Like a Volvo S60 or something. It's really nice, man. Looking back on it, we should have got that. And she agreed. But, you know, the Mercedes did fine. It drove very well, I must say. Seven-hour drive to Dallas. Had a good time. Spent some good time with family. Saw a lot of family I hadn't seen in a while. You know, just kind of realizing that, damn, everybody getting older. Because, you know, I am I was always, like, you know, one of the babies. You know, I'm one of the youngest. And I'm just like, damn, you know, everybody getting older. Eventually, it's just going to be, you know, me and all my cousins doing this. Uh, yeah, but it's going to fuck it up. I mean, I don't know. It's like a weird dynamic because it's like it's it's ran by my mom and all her brothers and sisters. And it's nine of them. I mean, it's like I think it's easier. God to, damn. Yeah. So and <laughs> one thing that my uncle was talking about even this weekend, he like, you know, y'all not going to have nine children. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody's going to have that. So it's like right now it's being run by brothers and sisters. But when it get to us, it's just going to be cousins. And I feel like that's kind of a different dynamic. Like you may you it's easier for you to lose touch with your cousins or not really just be communicating with them often. It's easier to do that than your brothers and sisters. And my mom, I mean, they're pretty tight, like all nine of them and all nine of them were there, you know, this time, which was always good to see. So it's like. You know, it's, it's a different dynamic. It's like I know I got cousins that, you know, are like fam. I mean, obviously they family, but, you know, I treat them like a brother. But then, you know, I also got some cousins that, you know, I don't talk to that often. I don't know much about them. You know, I may barely know how we're cousins. You know, it's like I got folks. I'm like, I know you family. I've known you for a while, but I honestly don't know who kids you are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just too many. It's just too many. I mean, like I said, I got <laughs> You know, five hey, I uncles, know we six uncles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I I think I know the uncle that you in the family of, but I don't know. Like, everything is not clear. You know what I'm saying? So, it's all good. It was good, though. Good trip. You know, Dallas, man, first of all, it's hot as hell. But, you know, it's, it's you know, when you go to a big city, it's just like, damn, you know, you go to the mall. I'm like, damn, it's the biggest mall I've ever been to. You know, and it was just a regular mall, but it was just huge. It's got every store. I mean, so many people, and it's just nothing. And I'm just like, damn. Like, people be living in this every day. It's like, I wouldn't mind living in a place like that. Housing costs low. That's all I be thinking about. Where is this? Shit, my auntie live in DeSoto. It's like South Dallas. Nigga, like the swag? <laughs> Really? That one was too. That one was too good to pass up, bro. Okay, nigga. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, nigga, the soda. This shit sound like a a, a Mexican dish. It's Texas, nigga. <laughs> I guess right on the border. It's plenty. Of Hispanic. Oh shit! So tell me why this whole time you gonna think I'm a dumbass? Bro. I already think that. So. <laughs> that was a joke, man. Damn, you 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 slick was hurt. 
Anyway, <laughs> in my mind, I was hearing you say Dallas. Like, well, I was actually hearing you say Dallas, but in my mind, I was thinking of Charlotte. So I was like, nigga, you ain't drive across the damn country, but I was just going <laughs> to let you cook. <laughs> Hell no. But yeah, nigga, Dallas, Texas. Yeah, it's, uh, it was nice though, man. It was nice. I was on Friday and Monday. So let's go. Well, a lot happened while you were uh, during your Dallas trip. A lot? Like what? Like what, Nate? What happened? Man, they had Aretha Franklin film. Bro, Aretha died. Quit playing. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. The queen of soul. May her soul rest in peace. Damn. Beautiful gowns. She's got nice gowns. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm referencing? You seen that video, bro, of Aretha yeah. Franklin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about Nicki Minaj? She said, bro, I don't even have nothing to describe her. Like... <laughs> Said, I'm gonna uh, just leave that one alone. I'm gonna just uh let me not <clears throat> disrespect nobody by accident. I mean, that is just my favorite <laughs> video of her. Your new album is about divas. I want to just sort of throw out a few names of divas instead of get your one word reaction, instead of get your impression mm. of various singers. So when I say mm. that the name Adele, what comes to mind? Mm-hmm. Young singer, good singer. Alicia Keys. Um, young performer, good writer, producer. Taylor Swift. Okay, great, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> uh, Whitney Houston. Whitney was a, a talent, mm. definitely a talent. She had a gift. Mm. And Sissy's baby. And let's sort of change genres a little bit. Nicki Minaj? Nicki Minaj, hmm. <laughs> now I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> The Whitney shade, though. I'm like, damn, dog. A talent like like Whitney ain't you know one of the coldest you singers gotta, I ever heard. You gotta you gotta think in uh old black woman speak, man. A talent in old black woman speak is a compliment. I mean, it's a feel. it's a compliment, but I, it's like I feel like I need a little bit more. Like Whitney need a little bit more than that. Like I, I mean, this is Aretha Franklin we talking about. I mean, it's like you know she just called she just said Adele, you know, good singer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, good so singer. So ta- is talent higher than good singer? Yeah. Because I feel like you saying that somebody's a talent, I mean, that, that's saying, you know, that they're singing is definitely respectable, you know. But I don't know. I just feel like Whitney need a little bit more respect on her name from Aretha. God bless Well, you. I'm sure they in heaven right now hashing it out. Because you know Whitney was a shady one, so. I feel you. <laughs> I'm sure they they up there having a mean conversation about those comments, whether she took them as a compliment or a dig. Mm. Just imagine the conversations in heaven between Prince, Aretha Franklin, and Whitney Houston. I mean, hypothetically, I mean, yeah, it's. uh, (laughs) But I mean, I don't know. I mean, were they talking like that in real life? I mean, maybe maybe it's the same dynamic in heaven. Like we still (laughs) like ain't nothing changed. We still kicking it. Over there gossiping behind Luther Vandross' back and shit. You can't gossip in heaven, bro. Like you know, <laughs> like, like, like I don't know. I guess I guess a lot of people have a different perspective of what heaven is um, and what it's gonna be like. I mean, but I don't know. That's 
that may be a story for another day. It's like a very religious thing. Yeah, we not going. I'm not touching that. <laughs> Y'all ain't finna get me out the paint with no religious talk. Nope. Nope, nope, you know, nope. I, I, I stand for my God, so, you know, whatever y'all want to do, man. You know what I'm saying? Look, whatever y'all want to do. That ain't got nothing to do with it. We can do that. When you talking about religion, it's always an opinion in there. That is true. That is so true. So, it's like, for me, I don't even want to throw my opinion in there because, see, uh, the faith that I am of... They give us something very, like, we learn something very specific. Look, if somebody asks you what you believe, <laughs> this is what you tell them that you believe. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you feel me? Somebody asked me that shit, I'm going to tell you exactly what I believe. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I can only tell you what I believe. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can only tell you. It's like, you know, I grew up Baptist church. You know, which is obviously a denomination of Christianity, but it's like, you know, as I've grown up, you know, I have a belief system now. Like I have a belief system. I feel like, and you know me, I'm just, I'm just very reasonable. I'm very reasonable. I'm very objective. Um, you know, so I don't know. Sometimes I can't really go too deep into what I believe with certain people just because like, I don't know, it's going to bring up too much conversation, but I don't know, man. It's very, it's very, I guess what I believe is, it's not very specific at all. Like it's, it's very open-ended, but like I said, I don't want to go too deep because I feel like I'm going to have to end up talking about what I do believe, but I don't know. Maybe that that may be good for another day. So what, what do you believe in regards to what Ariana Grande wore to Aretha Franklin film? I feel like Ariana was doing something very Ariana. I mean, it's like I wasn't offended. You know, I can understand how somebody could be offended. I I totally get it. Um, you know, and Ariana is not I mean, it's not of our culture, so it's like, you know, it's like when you go to church, I mean, you're going to see a girl who, you know, is obviously not used to being at your church and maybe she's dressed a little differently. Some people are used to going to your church and they still just be like, forget it. You know, I'm, I'm rocking the club dress. You know what I'm saying? But you know, if, if Ariana Grande showed up to your church wearing that, it's like, you may feel the type of way, but you also know that like, okay, she really, you know, this is not what she used to, uh, you know, we're not going to turn her away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every, you know, come as you are, you know, as, as, it's, it's said in many churches come as you are but they <laughs> really don't they, mean that though they really don't mean it though they really like but dress nice though because we're gonna judge you but you know unless you just literally coming off the street where where that's the only time people can understand when somebody got clothes that ain't appropriate like if you dressed up and you knew you was going to church and you got the clothes then church people expect you to wear you know something oh, nice yeah. or in, you know, in I'm Bobby Jones them will tell you real quick. The man looks at the outside. God looks at the heart. He wants you to come as you are. Like come as you are. Like now that kind of means like a clothes thing now. Like yeah. in a lot of churches. Like, <laughs> just come as you are Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna wear jeans. We're gonna wear blue jeans and South Pole t shirts and shit. You like, bro, like, that is on. not I don't that think is I, not I don't acceptable. think I meant that. I don't think I meant that. But it's <laughs> uh, not what he was talking about. Okay, but uh, yeah, going back to Ariana Grande, um, you know, it's her clothes were not a big deal. You know, I have no problem with that. Now, 
going into this pasture, you know, who, you know, uh, what what you think about it? what you think about it, bro? What you what you think about that whole ordeal? The pastor and his grabbing her. Yeah. Okay. First of all, I'm gonna ask you do you do you think that you know he knew exactly what he was doing and you know he was really just being slick, you know, trying to cop a feel on Ariana, and you know, like, do you think that? And I don't mean to phrase that in a way to say that I don't think that. You know. Um. So I. I'm not really clear on whether this was before or after her performance. From the picture, it looked like she had just performed her singing. And I know everybody has seen the video where she's uh, in the pulpit singing. Uh, Jesse Jackson and Bill Clinton are behind her, carrying on a conversation that only God knows what they was talking about. But I'm assuming she ended and the preacher came, the preacher who was coming up behind her. Uh, does what I, I've seen a lot of times happen when somebody sings a great solo and the and the minister or the pastor that comes up behind this person singing, uh, you know, grabs them, uh, puts their arm over their sh- over their shoulder, uh, and basically bigs them up to the congregation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this this is a uh, this is a wonderful vessel for for God's work. Uh, beautiful singing voice saying with the full fervor of her spirit, you know, stuff like that. And me knowing that it looked like a situation where he may not have realized how little Ariana Grande is and how much he had reached across. Cause it didn't look, and I've seen, you know, the dissected picture where they just zoomed all the way in and it, to me, the hand placement, it looks a little weird, but understanding how little she is, I think it was an accident. I don't feel like it was something that he purposefully did. Now, with that said, it doesn't excuse that it happened. I'm just saying I don't believe it happened with any malicious intent. Mm-hmm. I think he just went to, you know, put his arm around her and uh, thank her for singing a beautiful song and big her up like most preachers do, a, a good soloist. And he underestimated how long his arms were in comparison to how small her frame is. And just that's kind of how it happened. So you just caping? I'm no, I'm not caping. Mm. <laughs> you know, I I said that around my girl the other day, and she was like, "What is that? <laughs> like, what is caping?" Because <laughs> first of all, my girl say that I'm just the lamest nigga ever. She say I'm the lamest nigga. You know, I think I'm cool, but I'm lame. I'm like, you know, I don't think I'm cool. So you know, that's where you're wrong. But then I'm I'm also like. You know, I put her on to everything like there is nothing that she be on. Like, I got to put her on to, you know, everything that's going on or anything that she do be on. I mean, my girl is like Facebook, not that she be on Facebook, but she's like Facebook as to, you know, it's always late to the party in, in a lot of instances. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I be trying to put her on. I put her on all new music. I feel like every uh, most niggas do that for that girl, you know, put her on all new music, this, that and the other. But then she said, first of all, she said it like. You know, like I made that word up or something like, you know, and I'm just like, that is a general term. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> you know, and I'm like, it's been around for years, you know, but yeah, but going back to this pastor, I mean, you know, I can, I'm just giving you a hard time. I can kind of agree with you. Uh, for me, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell because niggas do be slick, though. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas do slick shit because they know that they can always make the excuse of, you know, it was not my intention. And that excuse be looked at as reasonable. Like that's like a niggas playing field, like to do shit like that, where you know, yeah. where you know you have the immediate excuse that, you know, multiple people, I mean, given where you are, you know, you're on this stage, you're a pastor. First of all, you're not even thinking that. You know, this is something that's going to blow up anyway. You know, thinking that niggas going to zoom in and see, damn, exactly where is your hand? You know, when you just got your arm around a girl. Uh, so it's kind of hard to tell the fact that I don't think Ariana's camp, did they ever speak out? The last time I checked, they hadn't even spoke out about it at all. Uh, yeah, so, I don't, I don't. So I don't think that there's any statement from her being like, damn, you know, I feel violated. It was more so just, you know. The film said this, you know, and he came out and apologized uh, just strictly based on the public backlash. But uh, if I was him, I would have never even spoke. I would have never publicly apologized until I spoke to Ariana and her camp. If I'm the pastor, because Ariana didn't speak out. Like, first, I want to know how she felt. If if I'm a dude and I'm really concerned about what I just did and how it really came across to the person who's actually being victimized. If I'm the pastor, I'm reaching out to Ariana and her camp saying, look, you know, I'm seeing these videos. You know, this was not the intention. I just want to make sure that everything's fine. You know, that she didn't feel any type of way, this, that, and the other, I would do that apology. Then, because then that'll let me know if she did feel away. They could come back and be like, you know, oh, it was nothing. She understands that, and she doesn't feel any type of way. It's really just the public doing a typical backlash, which I think, I mean, it's warranted this time. I mean, you know, it does look bad. But, you know, it's the public saying what they got to say. And then if I'm the pastor, it's like, it's whatever. Like, I don't even got to respond because Ariana wasn't offended, and I know that I didn't do it on purpose. You know, so it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it could go both ways. I don't see how somebody could immediately just be like, yo, nah, he was doing it on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, it's definitely up in the air. But I mean, the video do look bad. I won't lie. Uh, but anybody who is, you know, bringing up the fact that, or trying to bring into, the conversation about what Ariana was wearing. I mean, that's ridiculous, but you know, it, I mean, he was moving his hands a lot, man. I mean, come on, like, come on. Like at some point, you know where your hand is, but maybe, I mean, I don't, damn, I don't, you know, I, I'm about to say something, but I don't want, I mean, I'm not saying this in no type of offensive way. I'm really trying to get down to it. Like, you know, you got your arm around Ariana. They say that he groping her. I mean, I don't I don't look at Ariana as somebody with, um, you know, a chest. I, I, I don't I don't know how to not say this disrespectfully, <laughs> but I guess it's not disrespectful. I'm just, you know, she, it's like, OK, yeah, she has breasts, but, you know, her breasts is not they're not to a size where, like, I know that I'm feeling them. You know what I mean? If I got my arm around you, <laughs> nigga, what? nigga, you know what I'm trying to say? If I got my <laughs> arm around you, if I got my arm around you, my hand is in a place, you know, I'm feeling all your side of the body. And if your breast really just not just super protruding, I may not even notice that. Like, that's really where my hand is rested. Like, I might not even, you know what I'm saying? 
Like I might not. She sounds horrible. Like like I said, even before I got started, I was like, duh. I want to say this. I'm going to say it because I think that it's real. I think it's something really to really consider. You know, I mean that that's you know that's what I mean when I say. (laughs) But am I excusing me? That I don't believe that he intentionally set out to do that. But I mean, uh, uh, enough about that. Did it? Because you know, it's a six-hour funeral, so I mean, we can whole, spend the whole podcast. Niggas on this. was in that hole all day. Like, bro, ain't bro. no way. I, I if the moment because they said it was gonna be six hours before it even started. So the moment y'all say that, I'm not even pulling up. Like, I'm not gonna bro. pull up. I'm not even. Bro, think about this shit. That's damn near your average work day. I mean, bro, you there all day. If you take an hour lunch, <laughs> if you take an hour lunch and you don't do shit for the first 30 minutes in the last 30 minutes you at work, nigga, that's your work day. Nigga. Six hours. Y'all better, like, this better not be no once I come in, I can't, you know, come back out and shit. I'm like, nigga, I'm definitely going to leave and go get something. <laughs> I'm definitely going to leave and go get something to eat and I will be back. Y'all let me text me when Bill go up there. You know, I'm trying to see what he's saying. <laughs> Save my bro. Did you see the did you see the spoof video of Bill Clinton? No, bro. Well, he got apparently he got up and uh played something and the congregation went nuts. Like everybody (laughs) up there like loved whatever he but he played it on like an iPhone. So so they edited it and it was like Ariana Grande got up here looking mean in that dress. Hold on, I want to play something for you. And it was her <laughs> singing the song. Uh, that she got a she got a bed with his name on it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then he was like, "Damn right!" And then he like moved the phone from the uh, microphone, blew a kiss, blew a kiss at the crowd, and it just showed the cloud doing all types of shit, bro. Like, like they was standing, they was standing up clapping. It showed Hillary. She was, she had a smirk on her face. You know that weird standing thing that preachers do when somebody say something good, and they just stand up (laughs) and look at them like, I know you didn't. I know you did not just. Preacher doing that. (laughs) What did you just say? Like, I like boy. You better keep saying that. (laughs) You better let them use you. But yeah, it was it was hilarious as hell, bro. And then the spoof of uh, Bill Clinton and Jesse Jackson's conversation while she was singing, I was like, "Boy, mm. that's bad. A funeral ain't even a safe space. <laughs> she can't even get up here and sing a song, get a fume, and it'd be a safe space." That's the church, man. Did you did you hear uh, any of the major issues that the family had with the eulogy? Uh, yeah, I did hear about that. Um, you know, I heard that, you know, the pastor that went up there talked about a whole bunch of stuff that they were, you know, not expecting this nigga to include in the eulogy of their family member. <laughs> like, how does that even like, I, I mean, I didn't hear it, but you know, I saw the quotes. I'm like, what, the, like, how is, how is it possible? Like, that's why I got to watch it. Cause I'm like, how is it possible for this nigga to have incorporated all these things in a eulogy of Aretha Franklin? Bruh. I would have been pissed. My thing was, my nigga got up there and said, there is no way humanly possible for a black woman to raise a black boy into a black man, right? 
Okay, I mean, he said there are no fathers in the black community. All right, we're gonna pause there. He's saying this at the eulogy <laughs> of a single mother with four sons. Lord, <laughs> if I'm her son, how I'm feeling. Like, bruh, so now now you you dealing with the pain of losing your mama. You already got to sit through a six-hour damn fume, and then the preacher get up there and say some shit like that. I'm ready to shoot a nigga at this point. I mean, I like, might have to, you know, stand up type shit. Like on some me, like, like on some Migos, on the like, red carpet. What's up, bruh? Everyday struggle. <laughs> like, hold on. Who got left out bad and bougie? <laughs> Like, bro, what what the hell are you up there doing? I just... Then it gets worse because this man was like, do black lives really matter? <laughs> of course. I knew when that shit came up. I was like, oh, shit. Niggas just need and to just leave that phrase alone. <laughs> it just kept getting worse. He said, no, black lives don't matter. No, black lives shouldn't matter. No, black lives won't matter. Until black people in the black community stop killing one another. Mm. I said, this some bullshit here. Damn. <laughs> I'll be like, that's enough, bro. Like, this is my mama funeral. <laughs> like, this ain't your funeral, bro. This my mama funeral, and I cannot allow this to continue. You good, bro? And I go up, start clapping. Give it up, man, for Pastor Johnson, man, from Mount Zion. Um, that was great. I just I don't understand because you know at a at a predominantly black fume. As soon as he said that, I know mugs was just looking around at each other like I know this motherfucker. Like how could the crowd be like not stunned? <laughs> like I don't like how could they like, not be in horror? Looking around like, confused. <laughs> like when everybody seen uh Keisha Cole showed up to the BET Awards and shit. Everybody was confused. That's how everybody was looking at the funeral. Like, like you know, so niggas what? niggas at the BET door was flipping through pages like, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, hold on. <laughs> Keisha, I didn't have her. I didn't have her on the I, I don't I know we ain't got a seat for her. Like, damn. Then they be like, damn, damn, we really didn't invite her. <laughs> this gonna be some bullshit. <laughs> Like, she ain't gonna like, like this. That, the, the look on everybody's face when they like, man. Is that Keisha Cole? Did she just get out that limo? Oh my God. I thought she was really selling fish plates outside. <laughs> Twitter has misled me this whole time. Damn. Man, yeah, bro. I just. I was listening to that segment of the damn eulogy, and I'm just like. What would possess you to even have a conversation like that at a eulogy? Not like a speaking engagement, you know. Yeah. You not the guest pastor on Youth Day. Like <laughs> you at somebody's eulogy, your role is to get up there and give comforting words to the family, talk about how great the person was. Because you know, in the black community, whether they was great or not, they gonna get up there and act like they was. You, you feel me, Jesus' niece. And it, and if you are like really bad, then you know it's always gonna be you know like, uh, you know like you know <laughs> he wasn't you know what I'm saying like you know he did his best he had his shortcomings you know it's gonna be a lot of yeah. like redemption type stuff you know yeah you know we all fall short you know but uh 
we serve a God of another chance. <laughs> like you're right. <laughs> that's what they say. You always you know the when, when, the, when, when the preacher don't really know whether the person who passed away going to heaven or hell. So they just like, you know, uh, you know hey, they were a good family. They ran this race. Had a great, great <laughs> grandmama that I know they was praying for. You know what I'm saying? You know. Somebody prayed for this young man or this I young know woman. sister such and such. <laughs> and she know, was praying and, uh, for her son. And he had some trials and tribulations, but you know those things come to make us strong. And if it's anything you can learn from their life, <laughs> then they try they try to flip the script on you oh, real you, quick and make you learn you something learn. from the person who died a lot. Know that this person died. <laughs> and I ain't gonna say it, but let's keep it real. Hey. And know that anybody could die any moment, so you better get on your P's and Q's. Hey, you better get your house in order. Don't let them catch you with your work undone. For real. But I remember one time I asked my grandma, I was like, so what? Like, so if my room not clean and Jesus come back, like, what happens? Like, is it a wrap? She, she was like, that's not, I don't, that's not what he's talking about, baby. I was like, oh, okay. Work, so what are you talking about? You, we'll tell you when you get old. I'm like, like, I need to know now, uh, nigga. I might die tomorrow. <laughs> like, what happened like, if what Jesus come do? tomorrow? And my house is clearly not in order. Like, like okay, like so you were a child, so you automatically go to heaven, right? All the children. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And people and people who didn't know, who had no shot of knowing. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> do, do you get to go to do you get to get to heaven on a uh, loophole of ignorance, like, like, you know, like that's gotta be legitimate because God is. Well, I don't know. They, I don't. They never say God is fair. I mean, they say God is just, but I don't know. But He's also gracious, so I don't know. I don't know. But He's also vengeful. We serve a vengeful God. That's true, but I think that's like the old God. You know, <laughs> the religion is set up like God, like used to be a certain way, and then God was like, "Yo, I'm tripping." You know what I'm saying? Like, dang, I'm I'm flooding. I'm like, whoa. Like, okay, like, let me reel it back in. Like, let me reel it back in for just a moment. You know what I'm saying? So I guess let me send let me send my son down. Let me send my begotten son down there just for a little bit to see if you know he can get these folks straight. Like, you know, I, and they killed him. You know what I'm saying? But you know, sacrifice. I mean, Christianity, I you know. It's like I said, there's just so much opinion. Like, there is really just so much opinion. You know what I'm saying? But, no, no, I don't, don't want to get into it. And when, like, and when you think about the opinion of Christianity, it's like, all right, if Jesus was a Jew, Correct. and all Christians are followers of Christianity, yeah. why wouldn't Judaism and Christianity be the same thing? I mean, they're, they're similar, bro. I mean, you know, both use the Old Testament. Um, it's just certain people. But I thought Christianity operated off of the New Testament. It does, but it obviously does incorporate, like, a lot of things from the Old Testament are still incorporated in Christianity. It's the same reason why it's still in the Bible that we got, you know? See, and see, that's what used to confuse me, bro, because I, I had one preacher in my life that was like, you know, we operate off the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And you know, in Sunday school, you know, I was that little kid who used to ask all the questions, so I was like, so does that mean we ain't got to follow the Ten Commandments? I mean, you know, and and that's why it's, there's just there's just a lot of things that in that are that's in the Old Testament that is like extremely dated, and 
you know, I mean, that's why, you know, because people people who are like against religion or, you know, want to have that argument, they'll always just bring up, you know, all because a lot of bad stuff happened in the Old Testament. Not to say that there wasn't bad stuff in the New Testament, but I mean, a lot of bad stuff as far as like, you know, things that God had done or, you know, all the wars and people who died and, you know, all the little kind of, you know, strange kind of stories being in the Old Testament. And then, you know, the New Testament is, you know, the introduction of Jesus and, you know, pretty much all the stories of, um, you know, everything that happened after he died. And then obviously there's revelations. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Christian, this New Testament is what makes Christianity like with no New Testament. Then, you know, there is Judaism. You know, it's just we, we accept Jesus as a Messiah and most people just do not. Or not most people, but people outside of Christianity, because it's just, I think it's the same with um. Uh, I mean, what what is the what is what is the word for Islam? It's the same with Islam. You know, it's just like to them, Jesus was just a prophet. He was not the Messiah. He was not God's son. He was just a prophet. And we and they still waiting on the Messiah. And we saying we saying the Messiah gonna come again. But you know, I mean, it's interesting, man. Religion is interesting. I when I took when I took a couple of religion classes in college, I mean that just it really gave me like a whole new perspective. Like I don't know, like it was so cool to learn about religion in like a school setting, and especially when it's not you know it's it's UTC. It ain't like I'm at like a biblical college or something. Like you know, but it was it was definitely interesting and definitely opened my eyes. Or maybe made me think differently. But it's cool though. It's cool. I still believe in God, man. Through all that. Transition. <laughs> you know, let me shake it off, man. Shake it off. Shake it off. You know let me rub my set real quick. You know, I don't know when your drop coming. I don't know. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Quick pause for the cause, man. Shout out to the set, man. Y'all know what it is. It's your boy AC. Real as nigga, real as flow. And with that, we will transition on over to the Nike announcement of Colin Kaepernick. Oh, <laughs> shit. Nike has just. <laughs> no, but shout out, shout out to Nike, man. Um, but I don't know. Is it really shout out? I mean, niggas just trying to get paid. But apparently, you know, if they've really been grooming Colin, I guess not grooming is not the right word. But if he's really been, you know, on their payroll this whole time, you know, getting ready for this introduction, you know, getting ready for the NFL season to drop. And, you know, we stand in for Colin because I feel like, uh, the, you know, the the kneeling thing, I just feel like over the past few weeks kind of went a little dormant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they was going the NBA. I mean, I said NBA, NFL going back and forth about. You know, what's the penalty? Is it going to be a penalty? Is it not going to be a penalty? Okay, we're just going to leave it up to the owners. You know what I'm saying? And that was kind of that. But Nike like shit, we already been playing this, so here we go. Geek, dog, geek. Uh. <laughs> like, for real, so. Nigga, Nike, Nike was back there like, oh, so y'all think this is a game, huh? <laughs> no, it ain't no. Think it's a game? <laughs> for real. Man, Nike Nike came through with with the with the wild first of all, the image that they released initially, which is just a black ass image 
a black ass Colin Kaepernick with a black ass afro in black and white. I was like, oh yeah, Nike not playing no games. Mm. Then they follow it up and double down with the like, I think it's like a 30 minute, I mean a 30 second uh snippet, like the commercial. And it starts off with Niger, Niger Hurston, uh uh I wanna say he's mixed, uh skateboarder. Then it just goes into all of these different types of people who have had to overcome different obstacles in their life to achieve greatness. And then, you know, it ends out with uh, one of the twins who doesn't have a hand. Mm. Um, LeBron James, of course, and Serena Williams, which is on the heels of you know, you can take the superhero out of the costume, but you can't take away her superpowers. Another black ass moment for Nike. And then follows up with Colin Kaepernick. And I want to say it's Times Square. And he just, I was like, bro, if there was ever a time in America where black people could just feel like one major corporation company got it whether it's just for them to get paid or for them to you know make money or whatever the case may be it's right now with nike you know with everybody boy talking about boycotting nike and burning the shoes and uh, burning their apparel and stuff like nike did a black ass petty moment (laughs) and came out and released a very corporate memo mm. on how to properly burn their products <laughs> safely. For real, bro. They just, look. Yes, bro. They like shoot. Y'all better. So Nike says, always start your fires outside. Stand at least five feet from the open flame. Keep the clothes you are currently wearing away from the flame. Once burned, always douse the fire with water just do it safely 2018 nike incorporated all rights reserved <laughs> i mean shoot the burn nikes you gotta buy it you can't you like you cannot burn nike that you haven't already bought so it is what it is which is why i don't understand why people are burnt like because some certain people bro you know it's like this bro this world is Obviously, survival of the fittest, bro. You know, it's natural selection, bro. Some of us going to be, you know, sensical, logical. Some of us going to be dumb as hell. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, there are just idiots in America. I mean, idiots. This nigga burnt his Nikes with them on his feet. They were on his feet, and he set them on fire. And this nigga, <laughs> and this nigga had to go to the hospital. Like, I don't understand, you know, niggas like that just not even made to be, you know, in the general population. You know what I mean? Any nigga that set his feet on fire, talking about some, I can't rock with Nike no more, man. They supporting Colin. I mean, I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. But hilarious at the same time. I'm just. Hey, but let me ask you a question. Do you think that 
the controversy going on with Colin Kaepernick is just more of like a protest thing or a race thing. Like, do you look at it as a race issue? You know, because I saw I saw like a white person saying because it was some tweet that I saw um, because, you know, obviously there's been a lot of things on Twitter about it. These are their stories. I've been seeing a lot of shit on Twitter, you know, just talking about how I mean, mainly, you know, they speak about what's going on in a race. Aspect like as if like, you know, it's only white people that's opposed to the protest and like white people are opposed to the protest because like they don't like black people or you know like it it's just i don't i don't know if i'm i don't know if i'm willing to make it a race thing like i don't i'm not willing to make it a white versus black thing i'm just willing to i just think it's more of like you know some people you know are okay with this form of protest and certain people are not okay with the form of kneeling during the flag like that form of protest is what's up and what's being questioned like not it's not really a white versus black thing. Obviously, the issue that he's protesting is a is a black thing. I don't think it's a white versus black. I think it's more of a police versus black thing. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it's a race issue. I want to ask you if you if you think that it's like a, a race thing, like, you know, because I, I don't think so. I think it's. I think it's a moral issue. Mm-hmm. I think that it's gotten to the point where I think it's gotten to the point where reasonable people can understand that there is something going on. Racism is still very much so alive and well, and in some parts of the country thriving in this, in, in, in what is now America. And I don't think it just began with with Donald Trump. And so I think when you come when it comes to kneeling and then the recent events and the resurgence of the kneeling and what Colin Kaepernick meant to those who he encouraged to kneel, who he empowered to take notice of this situation. I think it started off as a black white thing, but I think now it's gotten to the point which gives me a little bit more hope that things that this can create a positive effective change is because civil rights movement started off as a black white thing it wasn't until you got people to see the morality or the immorality of what was going on that people with some type of power were able to step in and say i can't rock with this you get what i'm saying so i think in the process of how things change, it starts off as a black white thing. It starts off as a race is a race issue. But I think as you make it more relatable to other people, it becomes less of a race thing and more of a morality thing. And I think once it becomes whether it's moral or immoral, People then can't turn a blind eye to it. Like you can't, you can't ignore something being moral anymore. And I think with the stance that Nike has made and taken, I mean, Nike is the sponsor for the NFL. True. (laughs) Nike is the sponsor for the NFL. Shoes, jerseys, like everything. So the NFL can't come out. It's like they can't. Bite they nose to spite they face. You feel me? Like, 
at the end of the day, their hand is going to, in some ways, be forced. And I think this was the perfect way to do it. I mean, the they're going to premiere the damn commercial for Colin Kaepernick, who is currently suing the NFL, <laughs> who is now going to lead off this campaign for them on Thursday night football. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting dynamic, you know, but honestly, like, it's like, I don't really have a problem with the NFL mainly because I know that it's, it's like, it's ultimately about money. Like I know the NFL don't care about, like, I don't think that the NFL truly has a problem with the way that players are protesting. It's just a lot of fans got a problem with it. And the fans are putting the pressure on the NFL to, you know, make a decision about what they're going to do. And the NFL is just like, and I think a lot of owners are just like, you know, it's like we don't really got a problem with the protesting, but our fans do. So, you know, and it's and it, and it really makes it hard because – it's like the owners could actually just be reasonable. Oh, I ain't going to even say reasonable. They could just be on the side of, well, look, man, you know, we think it's for a good cause. The protest is not hurting nobody, so we're going to allow it. But at the end of the day, that's going to hurt your bottom dollar because you're going to have a lot of people who are just going to be like, well, I can't rock with you then, you know. And Nike, I don't really think it's going to be an impact for them. Like, I don't think people are just going to stop wearing Nike because they stand behind cap especially where, where we are right now, where, you know, it's just been, I feel like it's a little bit more clear to people now that the protest is really not as bad as they making it. But, you know, obviously there's still certain people that's just never going to change their mind. So I think Nike is just like, man, it is what it is. You know, we good. But, you know, I, I just see a lot of people that's just like, man, you know, like I, I can truly understand how this is just a tough thing for the NFL. Like it's so tough. Because you have so many people out here that's opposed to that way of protest. And like you said, I know you said that you think it's a moral thing. I mean, I don't I don't know if it's a moral thing. I think it's just an opinion. Like, it's just, you know, I don't like I've stated in the past. If you don't support the protest or don't think they should be protesting, I don't find you immoral. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think, you know, we just the way we feel about the flag and the way we feel about the anthem and the way we feel about what you should be doing doing during the anthem is just, you know, different. Like I, I could care less about the anthem or what's being done during the anthem or anything that's American. But I mean, you know, there are some, there are certain people that are just more patriotic. They're more patriotic, patriotic to a point where they feel like no protest should be done during, you know, the national anthem. If people if people had a problem at your church, if people had a problem with something that was going on, you know, at the church, whether it be, you know, people always complain about, uh, you know, the ties and the pastors are stealing the money They're They're not really investing back in the community. Like, what if I just pulled up in my church and like, you know, I just decided, look, I'm about to protest my church and, you know, I love my church, but I'm about to protest it. And while they, you know, while they stand in saying a scripture or something i said i'm gonna sit on the ground you know this is my protest like you know folks would folks would be like look like we know like we know that there's probably some issues going on in our church but we don't like the way you're protesting like you can do it another way other than you know doing it the way you're doing it you know and i and i think most people will find that reasonable and certain people are just patriotic to a point where it's just like you know 
it is what it is. And I don't think that you're wrong for being that patriotic, for feeling that way about the anthem or, you know, people kneeling during it. Like I, I don't, I, at this point, I, I honestly don't find it not unreasonable. You know, I don't agree, but I don't find it unreasonable. Therefore, I, I don't just look at it as a moral thing. I just think it's, it's an opinion thing. Um, but what makes this just such a touchy subject is the fact that, look, man, we protesting police brutality. You know what I'm saying? And you can always say, well, you know, if you don't like our protests, then, you know, um, clearly you don't care about police brutality. And I don't think that that's the case. Um, even though I do think most white people don't care about it, but that's obviously an opinion as well. But I don't know, man. I don't think you're a bad person for opposing the protest. Just like, you know, same reason I'd be, I'm okay with that. Um, it just depends on the way you approach it. But if you're patriotic, I mean, is it wrong? Is it wrong to be patriotic? Is it wrong to be patriotic and be like, look, man, I'd rather you not protest while we're doing the anthem because, you know, the anthem mean a lot to me. I'm proud to be an American, you know, you know, I don't like it. Like, I don't I don't really like it. No matter what your problem is, you know, this America, you know, this is us saying how much we love America. You know, I, I just don't like when you do that. Like, I don't know. I don't really think that's unreasonable. I don't agree with it, but, uh, you know, I think that's that's a reasonable thing to say. But shout out Nike. Uh, shout out Nike. I mean, but, you know. I mean, it's definitely going to get a reaction. Definitely. I don't, do you think they're gonna lose money though? I think they good. Who yeah, Nike? Nike? I mean, losing money, I don't know, because I think people are overreacting to their stock dropping. Oh yeah, that's but not, that's what stocks do. You know, volatile. So, I mean, if anything is just, this would be a great time for people to. If you have the funds, while it's seemingly dropping, for people to go ahead and get in. <laughs> hey, let me check on that because I need to step. I really need to step my investment game up. I just want somebody to really break it down for me in layman's terms. Really, you ain't even got to break it down in layman's terms. I mean, just just break it down. Just break it down. You know. Yeah. Because I need to get my money up. I can't be broke, boy. And they be out here. Broke boy, ain't got no money. Just just had to loan this nigga fifty dollars, y'all. Couldn't even pay his rent. Now let's not lie. Nah, my bad, bro. You 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 told me to keep that between (laughs) me and you, bro, and that's my fault. I'm, you know, I'm exposing you for the sake of the podcast, and that's not right, man. That's that is not okay. That is not right. You know, same thing, same thing about them white girls last week. You know, you told me to keep that between me and you. Whoa. I was talking about it on the podcast, knowing you got a girl. I mean, I'm just dirty. That's dirty, man. My fault, bro. Don't play with me. (laughs) My fault, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what else? What else is on the docket, man? Uh, Oh, your girl. Your speaking girl. uh, Who's my girl? It's always my oh, my somebody. Yeah, because it's always the same person. Did you see Nicki Minaj's wardrobe melt? Quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely melt. throw definitely throw the quotes around that. Uh, because I mean, come on, I mean, 
I mean, <laughs> if I saw the video correctly, I mean, this girl came out with a mouth. You know what I mean? Like, that, <laughs> the fuck said, come on, that's now. not a wardrobe malfunction. You came out with both your teeth like, out there. Just- <laughs> like, you, you came out, like, the first thing that I see, you know, are your breasts out? Like, I don't know, bro. And you gotta like, there's no way you can say that's a wardrobe malfunction because she had to, she had to have felt the breeze or the air or something. I mean, but <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, because I have felt that quite often, you know, when anybody be having anything out, like how you ain't feel the breeze. But I guess people really don't be. Um, when people got stuff that's exposed, I'm just like, you know, I would think that they would feel it, but clearly they don't. I mean, you know, some people, you know, they butt crack be all out, and I'd be like, dog, how is your butt? out as far as it is like it ain't even like oh, i just see the tip like I, I feel like a fourth to a half of your ass is out your pants and you tell me you don't feel that you don't feel your shirt up like that you know and it could be the same with Nicki minaj's breast you know maybe she don't feel they not real so you know maybe she don't feel touche touche sorry baby i have to i have to say that your breasts aren't real please forgive me barbs I know she paid for him. And by baby, I meant Nikki, I mean, my girl. <laughs> yeah, clarify that. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I'm not telling my girl, babe. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you, uh, were you able to check out her uh, Ellen interview? Uh, No. Dang, that's something I wanted to see, too, because I saw the headline. There's no way that this headline was as bad as it seemed, right? Like, like you know, those one of those headlines that I read, and I'm like, nah, I know this was just put for the headline. I know it's not like I know it's not that bad. So you talking about the headline of Nicki Minaj punching Travis Scott, toxic relationship with Meek Mill, and more news. Correct, but the one I saw was a direct quote that's like, I wanted to punch that dude in the face or some shit like that. Oh yeah, she, she said, said that. that right. But then she said it like in a mean way, like was she serious or was she like kind of playing? I you can never you can never <laughs> tell with her. That's why I love her, man. Like she's still <laughs> upset about this merch shit. That's why I love her. <laughs> hey, but she the is. details on that merch. So is it true that it was like you know they were selling stuff that was like unrelated to the album and just throwing the album with it? Is that true? I think what they were doing is it was like a bundle deal. So if you bought anything off of his website, you got the option to get the album for free. <laughs> I mean, I mean now, is that this not is ridiculous? my thing, bro. <laughs> it's not because that's what Nikki Nikki did there too. See, but, but did Nikki do that? Issue, or did she do like, you know, tour tickets or like she did all of it. Like she was doing full giveaways and like my thing is there is no possible way anybody sells enough merch to give away an album that people can easily stream for free away to to push you to the number one like yeah, I'm, yeah. It just don't make sense, bro. Like, I, I don't like, know what the difference. Ain't nobody was. buying two hundred thousand dollars. I mean, like two hundred thousand people are not buying merch just because they posted a picture of his daughter and Kylie Jenner said, "Go check out that." Like, that's just not. Let's be very serious. <laughs> so interesting, though, man. I love Nikki. I need to 
But yeah, man, check 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 out that Ellen interview, yeah. bro. We can. We said we was giving Nikki a break, so we we she only gets like uh four or five minutes Max, a podcast. So. She always gonna make her way though. Like, but like we said, like we said, you know, she just found a way to stay in the news. <laughs> I mean, what can I do? She was like, okay, let me get back at these titties out. <laughs> let me get back. Let everybody know. Let y'all know. Just like they, she was letting them, you know, usually Nikki don't let bad photos of her stay around on social media. Mm-hmm. But you remember at the VMAs where somebody caught that terrible angle of her from the back? Yes. And it was like plastered everywhere next to Mr. Krabs. Man, that was so (laughs) wrong. From SpongeBob. I was mad. I was upset. I was like, why they talking about I know you was upset. (laughs) But you know, usually Nikki don't let stuff like stuff like that doesn't get to stay up. Like she has it removed or she has a team of people who will ensure that stuff like that. You know, kind of gets reported or removed for whatever reason. Uh, but this last time around, you know, it's like shit. Whatever she can do to stay in the news or to stay on people's timelines or stay in people's mouths on their minds is like she like fuck it. I mean, anytime you just walk out on stage with both your titties out, <laughs> like, and then try to say it's a wardrobe malfunction. I mean, we we see what you're doing. We see exactly what you're doing. But we it's all good, though, you know. That's what, uh, you know, yeah. it's all about the shock, man. Yeah. It's all good with me. You can have your titties out. That's fine. <laughs> like, I'm cool with that. I ain't going to tell you to stop. And then her boo thing. Well, was her... Speak. So I don't know if this was another publicity stunt, but her and Eminem, right? Because, you know, M dropped a surprise album. Mm-hmm. So, did you... Uh, well, I know you didn't I know you didn't listen to Hell that no, man. I ain't listened to Eminem <laughs> since Encore, bro. Like, that nigga is so garbage. I'm so... Like, and it's really disappointing because, you know, it's like any rapper that who you like, and then they just fall off. You'd be like, damn. I don't know if it's been a rapper that it fell off. Like, I don't know if I can say Eminem fell off, but, I mean... Nah, you can. You definitely can say I that. I just ain't feeling him no more. I mean, I don't know what else to say. But have I have I, I mean, ever really just been feeling him? I mean, he had a few tracks that I like. For me, for me, I feel like I was always told Eminem was this great rapper. So I think on a basic level, I just believed it because I was like, shit, everybody keeps saying this. I am. I mean, niggas be like, he the I goat. Guess, I'm like, quit playing. I guess he, I guess he a good rapper. Quit playing. Like, in my personal opinion, bro, because I know we going to get into this Joe Budden shit. Because I don't really even want to spend a whole bunch of time on this MGK shit. Because I know that people are not going to really agree. But Eminem sent shots to MGK for some shit that was six years old. And... MGK came back with a hard diss record. <laughs> like, I mean, he hard, bro. MGK diss record was hard. Harder than the diss that I heard from Eminem. So it's like, for me, MGK won that. So M already, he already down 0-1. <laughs> <laughs> and then he took shots at Joe. 
the domestic violence stuff and, you know, saying he was a one hit wonder, all that, you know, typical, typical Joe slander for 2010, 2012 type shit. Uh, and even in, even when Joe talked about it on the podcast, I mean, he got in his bag, <laughs> but when he was showing love, it was like, I don't really be knowing where people be coming up with this Eminem is like top five. I don't, I don't see where it's at. Like for me, I mean, the sales are ridiculous. So that always helps. But I mean, he's a white rapper. He's a white rapper. The most famous of white rappers. He came up during the late 1999s going into the 2000s. So he had the benefit of TRL MTV because his core audience was emo white kids. Man, During a time when like, bruh, and like Avril Lavigne. Do you remember Avril Lavigne? Of course, she a skater boy. She was like. She a later boy. (laughs) Like that was, that was back when being yeah I think so that was back when being a, a emo team was like the shit so like everybody was emo everybody was you know when they talk when comedians talk about white children <laughs> talking about mom you're fucking out of <laughs> here mom they talking about white kids who was listening to Eminem. Like Eminem was talking about eyelids and <laughs> calling people the f bomb and shit. Like Eminem was a fool. I get where those those sales were outrageous because to white people they were finally able to see themselves in hip hop since the Beastie Boys. Then you have black people who embraced them because. He could actually rhyme words together. So then it was like you throw a Dr. Dre sponsorship on there. (laughs) Aftermath. And now you got it. I just for, for me personally, I don't feel like Eminem is as great as people continue to try to make him out to be like he made a couple he made some songs that you know i'm I'm not gonna disrespect his discography but i don't i don't think he's in the same conversation as hove by any means not it's like it ain't even close it's not even close like yes eminem got bars but really y'all saying this nigga top something he's top something it's like he just nowhere and he ain't it's like bro Eminem ain't even been close to good for a long time. This nigga hasn't even been close to dropping music that's listenable for a long <laughs> time. Like, and this and this somebody we supposed to be saying the top. The top. Y'all do not be bumping no old Eminem. Like, y'all do not do it. You don't even bump old Eminem. You don't even bump Eminem when he was good. So don't even front like you do. You ain't got none of his music on your... I mean, you know, it's a few people that do. But most of y'all don't. I know I don't. I don't have and anything that I had of Eminem's. It just, you know, because I try. I try. I ain't even listened to the last album because I ain't listened to the one that recently came out. I ain't listened to the one before that. 
I think I tried to listen to the one before that. That's when, you know, I really threw in the towel. I don't I don't remember which one was that, Marshall Mathers 2 or Revival, whichever one what that was. I mean, it was just so garbage. I'm like, man, I'm done. I don't understand how people say the Marshall Mathers LP was as good as they say it was. I'm like, nigga, what? Like, he had a few songs we like. We know Eminem got bars, you know. He did make 8 Mile, which is a movie I did. I did. You know, I grew up on that. You know what I'm saying? Niggas rapping in the basement. I know every damn verse. Because I'm like, spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. <laughs> you know, I know every verse. You know, Papa Doc, you know. <laughs> Just a classic movie, man. You know, classic movie. And bruh, so you know Joe went in <laughs> and folks was on Joe ass after the podcast dropped because they would cause Joe made the comment that he never looked at M in awe because he felt like he was better than M. And he said he's been better than M the last decade. So folks been going in. But I'm like, I mean, the last decade, we talking 2008 to 2018. I mean, come on. But it's like Joe Budden just ain't yeah, had no you, hits, bro. That's that's why niggas going to be like, hell no. Yeah, but see, the thing of it is, bro, Joe, I think Joe realized very quickly who his core audience was. And he just makes music for his core audience because he know when he dropped, they going to get it. Like raising the machine, all of the diss track. Like if you just take Rage and the Machine, and then all of the diss tracks against Drake, <laughs> all ten, eleven of them. Like all forty-five <laughs> minutes worth. <laughs> you can just it. He it's better. It's better than anything I've heard from Eminem over the last. I mean, the first the first thing that Eminem dropped in the last ten years was Relapse. Relapse was, I don't. I mean, did they have did they have that Rihanna song on it? I'm sure it did. What was that? Watch me burn some shit. Hear me cry. Love, love the, way, love you the way, way you lie. Love yeah. the way you lie. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was not even on this album. Oh, no, shit. That, that must have been on Recovery. He dropped Recovery the year later. That's what it was on. That's when he had No Love. That was a big song. And Not Afraid was a big song, too. But I don't know if it was like bars. I mean, they were, to me, they were horrible verses. Those are pop yeah. songs. He he took over the pop for a little minute. Yeah. When we talking bars, though, like when we talking real rap, I think shit. Let's just cut the shit. Do you think? Because Joe said he's coming. He he will come out of retirement, but he's not coming out of retirement for no domestic violence bars. <laughs> <laughs> Which was funny in and of itself. Uh, but somebody hit Joe and was like, uh. You can't think that you better that you've done anything better than Eminem in the last ten years, and Joe was like, "I'm not Papa Doc." <laughs> <laughs> so we know where we know where Joe, Joe is. Joe, so Joe, it's like Joe. 
do you think Joe, because Charlemagne said he thinks Joe will wash him in a rap battle, in a rap beef these days. I know a lot of rappers who have always talked about how immaculate Joe's pen game is, but they also talk about how the one rapper that don't nobody want beef with is fucking Eminem. So it's like, who do you who do you think wins that rap? Beat? I just don't see Eminem winning shit, you know, against against a multitude. I mean, okay, let me, you know, I can't just fully disrespect Eminem. I mean, because I can't front like he don't be having bars at times, you know what I'm saying, and that he not willing. I just, you know, it's just recency bias, man. I just ain't seen him put together like, you know, like a whole verse is just hard. You know what I'm saying? In a while where I'm just like, okay, like he just killed that verse. Just killed that feature. You know what I'm saying? I just ain't heard that in a while. So it's hard for me to even think that he could put together, you know, like a cohesive diss track that is, you know, it's just nothing but bars and like, you know, I'm really impressed, you know. Or I know Joe Budden is capable of doing that. You know what I'm saying? Cause I can't say that I'm I'm one to have like been listening to Joe Budden, but I've definitely heard you know, multiple Joe Budden features, like him featuring on other songs, and I never don't like the verse. Like, you know, because he got bars. I mean, you know, that's that's understood. So it's hard for me to even see Eminem even getting close to bodying somebody. You know what I'm saying? The last beef that I just remember him going in was like Benzino when 50 Cent was beefing with Murder, Inc. Cause like one of my favorite, one of my most favorite, one of your most favorite songs is Toy Soda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to get uh, politically and gr- grammatically incorrect. <laughs> Shit, I don't know if it's incorrect. But Toy Soldiers, <laughs> Toy Soldiers, when he was talking about, you know how somebody he's not gonna let anyone else's coffin rest on his conscience and shit like mm-hmm. that. But I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm a a fan of Eminem. Because, like you were saying, when I think of Eminem, I don't think of this rap god. I think of a nigga in a pretend superhero suit with Dr. (laughs) Trey. Like, scaling somebody's house type shit. Like, I'm I'm not thinking of this rap god, rap monster. I'm not thinking about this shit. <laughs> so it's con- it's confusing to me. I mean, who kn- maybe maybe I'm just an uncultured swan. Maybe that's what I am. Nigga, but- nobody call nobody think I mean Eminem said he the rap guy. Nobody thinks that. Nobody who really in hip hop music would agree with that. I mean, it's just, you know, he the white rapper. He the biggest white rapper. But it's just, that's all he is. He's the biggest white rapper. Being white, it translates. It's like, like you were saying, you know, you're white, like you're white, and you rap, which is one of the biggest genres in the world. And you pretty good at it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, the way to make money and rap is to get that money from white fans. And Eminem, it's, I mean, it's, it's guaranteed. It's guaranteed, you know, because that's, that's, like you said, yeah. that's his fan base. So, you know, he going to be, 
up there. And when you selling that many records, like you can claim that shit. It's like when you when you got diamond diamond albums, I mean, you can claim that shit. It don't even matter. You know. But I mean, no, you can't. It's like you have a reason, you have a reason to be cocky. It's just like Drake gonna always be like, look, man, I'm the best rapper. I'm the top rapper. It's it's probably plenty of niggas out there that's like, no, he not. Like he's not the top rapper. You know, he's just the most popular rapper. But at the end of the day, if Drake say, nigga, I'm the top rapper, like everything I touch turn to gold and I got bars for anybody. I mean, I can't even be like, man, he has no right saying that. Cause this nigga still at the top of the game. Like he's at the top of the game. To this day, he's still selling way more albums than anybody. Eminem gonna sell 300 son. Drake just sold 700. I mean, it's like, you know, and this this y'all rap got, you know. So I mean, but that's but that's I think the difference between Drake and this particular situation is that Drake is somebody who is of and engulfed in the culture in such a way that he has impact like he has cultural impact whatever drake does whether you fuck with him or you don't fuck with him whether you rock with him or you don't rock with him it impacts you directly or indirectly like you have preachers out here doing the in my feelings challenge he got people all across the world thinking, you know, 901 Shelby Drive is an actual address. I'm sure it is. Like, <laughs> no, it ain't. it ain't. It ain't. So there's no there's no it's, building number 901 on Shelby Drive? No, it's not. Well, at least that was my girlfriend told me, and she's from the you know, born and raised. All day, every day, and and Shelby Drive right down the street from where we be at when we be in there. It's a long ass street, but that's neither here nor there. Nothing. <laughs> All up and down through there, it ain't longer. It, which which one longer, uh, Shelby Drive or Winchester? Hey, Winchester long as hell. Hey, but Poplar. So don't tell me hell. this Shelby Drive long as hell. Did which one? Which one longer than Poplar or Shelby Drive? There's a nine on one East Shelby Drive. But it ain't Shelby Drive. I mean, it's a direction of Shelby Drive. I mean. No, it ain't Shelby Drive. Don't, <laughs> Don't try to play me. Don't try to play me, beloved. My girl know her town. She know her city, cuz. She told me ain't no such thing as no damn 901 Shelby Drive. I was like, for real? She was like, hell no. Just gonna go down there, just gonna beat the damn street. but it's like now we we don't really we don't care about the shit eminem be like we don't we didn't really care i mean (laughs) like his last album dropped and people were clearly upset he he got a lot of critique because it was trash as hell apparently which is why he came back with this kamikaze shit because people were talking about how trash it was. I mean, he's trash. I don't, <laughs> but he still be selling though, and it, there's still a lot of people who like like Eminem. Because he's what we call too big to fail. We've discussed this already. Certain people are too big to fail, 
Eminem is one of those who was always gonna sell that way because Eminem, Eminem's core audience is not us. I mean, he is falling off though. Right? It's like what? It's like yeah, he is, but he's not going to in their eyes because they don't really have who who they gonna like people who are not of the hip hop culture. Who are they gonna compare Eminem to? Limp Biscuit, Fred Durst. You can't compare him to no other white rapper. I mean, come on. <laughs> but I'm saying, though, like, for them, if you're not engulfed in this culture, if you don't fully understand and are aware of everything that's going on, what? Are, who are you going to compare him to? All you know is that you grew up on Eminem. Eminem is what got you through your rough days in high school when your mom wouldn't let you dye your hair green and you had zits all over your face and you're, you're like, your clean and clear and under control was not keeping anything under control. Like that's that's all you know. So you gonna listen to Eminem? You racist, bro. You racist. <laughs> that is not. Nah, we're not gonna do that. Now, what if somebody said, said the same thing about black people? Mm, would that be okay for you to say? We talking about rap music, racist, bro. Racist. <laughs> I can't believe I do a podcast. With we a are talking about. We are talking about rap no, music. Bro. Is Eminem a respected rapper in rap music? Yes. yes. But his primary demographic is not well-versed in rap music. All they know is it's somebody out there who looks like them, who understood what they were doing and what they were saying. It's just like most of these black hip-hop, you know, reporters broadcasters things like that they always they are always very specific when they describe eminem they talk about his ability to rhyme right they talk about some of his lyricism his storytelling that's why stan is such an iconic song because I mean, he literally made it a word, <laughs> but it was about that, you know, the idea. He was very vivid in his description and his storytelling, whatever the case may be. Most of these writers always give the caveat of some of the stuff he has discussed. I cannot relate to. So I can only judge him based off of this whereas you got a nigga like Gotti who talked about you know selling bricks and cocaine the first 10 years of his damn career niggas weren't doing that but niggas knew somebody or they knew of somebody who was doing the shit Gotti was talking about so they could it's at, at a very basic level relate can you relate to wanting to kill your mother or, you know, raping people? Like, I I don't, I, you would be hard pressed to. I mean, <laughs> you brother, me? do you think white people could relate to that? Do you think most white people could relate to that? I mean, come on. No, no. But this is what I do think. A lot of that type of, a lot of that type of speech 
and things that were going on when he said those things, those weren't happening in black culture. They were happening in the white culture. That was when you had those limp biscuits and slip knots and shit like that who were talking about these same things. He was just talking about it in rap form. So he was speaking his truth. I mean, he tell you straight up, he trailer trash and all of this other. White people know trailer trash. Like I, you can sit down with a with a yo a regular regular ass white person and ask them what do you think is the difference between poor white trash, a normal white person, and a rich white person, and I promise you they will sit down and give you a very distinct difference because they it's something that they can understand. They may not want it, they may not be it, but. They can understand it on a very basic level. Like Man, you remember same, when same for black culture though. You know, these niggas ain't never which is been exact, close to the hood, but they still rocking with all rap music, you know. Exactly. Which is my point. But can you rock with a nigga talking about killing his mother? I mean, obviously that was I mean, that was a controversial raping time. his <laughs> raping his his baby's it mother. Was plenty, like, it was plenty of white people, you know. I mean, Eminem was always in the news, you know, parents mad as hell, you know, people yeah. mad, they like, yo, who is this nigga Eminem? Boycotting. Like, yeah, for shit. real. Like this nigga is off the rocker, like, you know, saying really off the wall type stuff. And uh, you know, Eminem had to pay for that. Or, you know, had to come back. He was that. still selling. That's true. Because we love controversy. And he was good, too. You know, which is like perfect storm. Talented and controversial. But now the nigga just controversial. So what did you think? Because I remember us briefly talking about it, but I don't remember the specifics. What did you think about the Eminem... Uh, the Eminem... Cipher on Donald Trump where he talked about Donald Trump. Now, I mean, at the time of that, I really did not have a problem with it. Um, I know it was getting a lot of, you know, flag back then. At the time, I didn't have a problem. Like after hearing so many people speak out about it, I mean, I can understand there being an issue with that. Uh, you know, feeling, you know, just it feeling very uh, capitalistic. Like, you know, like he's just trying to use this moment uh, to speak on something that he, you know, never really been known to speak on. And, uh, you know, and a lot of people just didn't like the dynamic it was done in, um, you know, very kind of very self-centered if you really look at it. But, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, it, I mean, it's good to know that he would be, you know, willing to just speak on the side of anti-Trump, you know, if you are on that side. Uh, which you know I am not. I'm very pro-Trump, very pro-Roseanne. You know, I'm, I'm I'm on that side. I'm on that side of the fence. Uh, but yeah, we know. Yeah, making <laughs> we it, know making it clear. Uh, so you know, at, like I said, at the time I, I didn't really think it was a big deal, uh, but I can understand that side of it too. Uh, but truly, I don't know how Eminem feels, but I would lean more towards him. You know, really not really caring, just releasing something to capitalize on a moment that's, you know, a part of history. I I feel you on a very basic level. But 
I just I I personally think Eminem's I think his uh that cipher pretty much summed up what we've thought about Eminem over the last decade or so. Like we appreciate, you know, the offerings that you bring, but it, that ain't really it, you know? That's not really. We appreciate it. You know, it's not that we don't fuck with it, but we don't fuck with it. It's like we appreciated you coming out and saying, you know, all of my fans, if you down with Trump, then fuck you. You're not really my fans. You know, we we appreciated the sentiment, but everything else, it was like, mm, I can't say that that's it, man. <laughs> We're good. Like we're good, M. Like we're good, man. We You know what I'm saying? Like you can you can sit this one out and just um, you know, drop a machine gun Kelly disc or something, man. We good. Yeah. Yeah. I I really want to see what happens with that. Cuz Machine Gun Kelly came back like for real. Man, ain't nothing going to happen. You know, Eminem not going to respond. He he not trying to diss with nobody. You know. Good so he energy. Duck, he ducking the fade. Definitely. Do you think he'll respond to what Joe said? Because I damn near knew. I knew when Savon dropped early this morning. I said, oh, Joe already got this done. It's probably been done for some years. He's just been waiting on the moment. Mm. And then, lo and behold, <laughs> they dropped. Shit, I thought they was going to have the Joe disc ready today. I thought I was gonna hear it on the podcast. You did. I mean the the one from 2014. <laughs> the new Joe. <laughs> oh no, nah, you know Joe not get Joe not getting in. He not getting in the booth unless. I think if Eminem comes back and says some other shit that pushes Joe to get into the booth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's gonna be a great it, 20, 2018 might go down as one of the best years in hip hop. Cause so much shit has just happened. I mean, best years. I mean, it's I don't know, but uh, you know, it's been a one of you know, yes, yeah, it's, it's been one of the good years. You know, a good year in hip hop, a good year. Yeah. You know, I'm looking forward to the year end wrap up. You think we should talk about, uh, have you been seeing this shit that's going on with Young Buck? Bruh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I saw something either earlier today or maybe last night. And in my head, I was like, bruh, should we talk about this for the podcast? Honestly, I just don't know. I don't know. First of all, I, I don't have all the details. The only thing that I've seen. Is you know the young bug video of him talking to the phone like, bro, you know y'all need to chill out with that shit, whatever, whatever. But then I also saw this video that's supposed to be from, I guess, old girl, you know, quote unquote, that he messing with, um, you know, of him being on the phone like, yo, you need to take whatever down. I don't know what was put up though, so I'm, I'm I don't have all everything. But he was like, so apparently it was a it was a video of him getting sucked up by by a transgender female uh, person. Yeah. yeah, transgender woman. You know, you have no courtesy for you know 
those types of people. And I and I, I, I hope you get canceled eventually for that. For what? You know, it's a transgender woman. Okay. I Not didn't. A transgender I knew person. it was transgender. It's a woman. Person. It's a woman. I didn't know. So okay. answer this nigga, y'all, please, for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, okay, so he getting sucked up by a transgender woman. So I know that I, I've seen the video of, of, you know, it's like a, just a blank video of him on the phone saying, look, you need to take that down, this, that, and the other. But did she put it up? Or, like, that? I mean, that's, I'm like, who put it up? I Yeah, I think she put it up, and then she, like, released a song, too. Oh, my gosh. I'm really up to this. Uh... But yeah, and then I just saw the response from old dude, like, bro, like, how you even know who this thing is? <laughs> Something extra disrespectful. I was like, bro, this is so bad. <laughs> That's why I was like, bro, I don't even know. But it looked bad, man. It looked bad. And see, that's the thing. Because I saw a video where he was like, man, I ain't got nothing against gay people, but it ain't nothing gay about this over yeah. here. <laughs> I'm like, ain't nothing gay about me over here. And I'm just like, mm. like, yeah, come on, man. It's 2018, man. We'll, we'll let you live. <laughs> no, nah, niggas, the hood not going to let you live. You know? No, the hood. the hood is not. The hood plays by a different set of rules, sir. Like, for real. They do not play that gay stuff. You even speaking on this is going to so, warrant some questions when you pull back like up. Like they said, like, bro, how you even know this person? Like, <laughs> the hood is like, nigga, why are you even associating yourself with this person that you got their number and you Bruh. called him and tell them to take it down? Exactly. That was what, like, one of the, I saw a video of it on YouTube. Where I guess he had posted, like, him talking on the phone. And one of the comments was like, so how do you have this person's number? <laughs> like, like for real. wouldn't this be something that a lawyer should be doing? I mean, that, I mean, that let you know, man. There's some validity, man. Something going on. And see, you remember uh, uh, what was this when him and Lito got into it, and he, you know, choked Lito <laughs> out in front of the police. <laughs> Cold blooded. Shout out Lido, man. Lido. <laughs> but when he when he choked when he choked Lido out in front of the police, you remember Lido had dropped he dropped a diss song like a few days later. Or it may have been later on in the night. It was where he was talking about Young Buck's sexuality. Mm. And they, he had questioned, you know, whether he was like uh gay. Uh, I think it was some like and Young Buck has also had some like little, not little boy, because I don't want to put that out there if that's not what it is, but like where he has messed with like of age guys type deal. Mm-hmm. I know that was one of the stream of of comments that were under the video. Like I thought we been through this. You know you know how people you know how people yeah, be bro. on social media. They be like, I thought we been knew that this uh that this was what was going on. Of course. So I don't know, man. I just hate it for Cashville. 
Look, man. That's what y'all gotta do. Cashville. That's what y'all gotta do. Nash Vegas. That's what y'all dealing with. I hated it even more for uh when him when Buck and Lito was you know into it because you know Lito started off as uh, All Star Cashville's print. And he used to always be like, you know, Buck the King, because, you know, he felt like Buck put the city on the map as far as like a global stage with the G Unit shit. But it got to the point where Lito was like, shit, I'm going to wear the crown. <laughs> so, uh, so, is Lito, is Lito, weird, is Lito the. The, the rap king in, in Nashville? Is there a bigger you know, artist than Lito? I'm not really a... I'm not the person to ask that. Okay. Say that because, Blake or somebody. Yeah, you had to ask Blake or Drew. <laughs> Drew. Shout out <laughs> Drew, man. Ask Blake or Drew. Or, you know, KPM, Manny. Ask Manny. Of course. But but not me, cause I, I'm too much of a Lido fan, bro. I I literally have every mixtape Lido has ever dropped on my phone. Hmm. Yeah, you're definitely a fan. Yeah, so it's not really. I wouldn't be. I would not be giving an unbiased opinion, to say the least. See, but you know. Hopefully, Buck get through this. Buck, hold your head. <laughs> D.O.P. <laughs> hold it down. Hold it down. I'm legally blind. <laughs> I was not what driving. What happened to that? <laughs> what ever happened? What to you mean? She went to jail. I am a female. <laughs> I am not a male. <laughs> no, I don't know what happened to her. <laughs> I mean, obviously she was going to jail, but I don't know what happened to her case or <laughs> anything. I'm like legally that. blind. Which <laughs> is hilarious. Man, well, uh, did you catch the Bobby Brown special? Man, hell no. You know I ain't got no BET. Man, I, let me tell you what <laughs> I did. No, I don't got that. <laughs> let me tell you what I did, though, because I had to see this Bobby Brown special. <laughs> I had to see this. So I signed up for a seven-day trial for Sling TV. Hey, you out here. And you know they got Revolt on Sling TV. Mm-hmm. So I can catch. So, you know, at least until next week. This cable is cable going to be extinct one day, bro? I think it's this thing now. Nah, niggas got cable, bro. Plenty people. I think it's I think it's headed that way. It's on the decline, but will it ever really just be gone? It's an endangered species. It's it's on this way, bro. It's like you know, it's like the warning. Whatever the warning is, right before a species become endangered, it's like right before that. When it's like, damn, you know, we losing them. <laughs> you feel me? Y'all better quit playing. <laughs> like, you know, it ain't to the point where like, look, man, if we catch you killing one nigga, you going to jail. But I don't know, man. Niggas gonna forever love just being able to turn your TV on and boom, it's right there. Got the remote and shit. What you think we do, nigga? I mean, you know what I mean, bro. You know, if your internet down, then it's a wrap. Like shit. Sometimes your internet down, but your cable not down. I mean, 
Is if, it? If, if, I mean, do do your do your internet ever? I mean, do your cable ever be running slow and nigga, you know, the screen be fucking up? I mean, not to say that that happens often on these things, but I mean, it will happen time to time. You go shitting on the streamers. I mean, bro, it's it's just internet, bro. I mean, it's a part of the game. Niggas niggas love cable. Nobody got cable and be like, damn. Like, niggas love cable. When I did have cable, living in my last apartment, it was great. I ain't gonna lie. And before that, in the apartment before that, I didn't have cable. And I was like, yeah, I'm straight. You know, I got Cody, nigga. I got PlayStation View. But when you go to that cable, though, I mean, it's unmatched. You get everything. And it always worked. You know. It's on in every TV. You feel me? It ain't two TVs. It ain't three TVs. Well, see, the thing of it is, what I can do is, like, did you watch the uh, Childish Gambino video? Nah, I ain't seen it, bro. See, I I was able to watch that as soon as it dropped Mm. on my TV. Mm. Because, you know. All of my YouTube shit synced there. Okay, nigga. You just get a smart TV for that. But... You can take a normal TV that's not a smart TV and you can make it smart. See, now you 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 broke boy JB for real. <laughs> you can take a normal TV and then put a... <laughs> nah, nigga. You know, my, my TV ain't normal, nigga. My, my, mine the shit that be on display in Best Buy, you feel me? The shit that's up on the wall. You know, to let you know that this is the best of the best. The cream of the crop. You know. You sound like Kanye. Bro, I'm gonna end on this. I'm gonna end on this. I just seen that Kanye video, bro, in Chicago, bro. With the woman crying. With the woman crying, bro. That interview. I mean, look, niggas be saying I came for Kanye since from the beginning, from you know when he was going through all the shit, all when all that was new. I was defending it, and I mean, bro. Kanye just be making so much sense to me, bro. It's ridiculous. Like every interview, this man be making so much sense to me, and I don't. So let me guess you you agree with his uh, his apology tweets? Oh, to to Drake to Drake? Yeah, yeah, I think it's sincere. Yeah. I do think it's sincere. I don't even know, like, bro. I do think it's sincere. From the beginning, Kanye was not in that at all. He ain't saying nothing. He ain't dropped no bar, even though, you know, the the calm down your life skin bar was a little like, okay, are you in the beef or not? You know what I'm saying? But other than that, it's just like, it is what it is. He kept it 100. I can 100% believe that Drake was mad about not being on that beat. I can 100% believe that. Um, You know, and it just being on some petty stuff. And I'm a little confused because it's just like, wasn't Drake just like, Yo, like, we need to stop beefing. You know, we make more money when, you know, we working together. Not specifically about Kanye, but just about in general. Like, you know, because I know that that was kind of the narrative when, you know, the weekend beef was squashed and they was back on good terms and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, Kanye was literally just like, bro, I'm not even on that wave. I'm not on no beef wave. And I mean, to me, it's, I take it as sincere. I don't take it as anything other than that because i know them niggas was just working together they were just working together like they was just doing it you know 
and and for Kanye to be like, yo, you know, I probably should have said something to push it. Like, I can understand that, but I probably should have said something. I mean, you know, because I know in the Chicago interview, he was like, no, nah, I can't say nothing about that. But, you know, in in reality, you can say something about it. You can at least mention it and be like, look, man, you know, you doing this, creating this beef. It's just or, you know, just because he didn't really create that beef. It's been an ongoing beef, but it's just like, you know. Quit peppering that. Like, quit peppering that beef. No pun intended at all, also. Um, but, you know, yeah, I think it's legitimate. Kanye, man. If he, they say he running for president in 2020, man. I mean, look. Look. He might get my vote. See. I don't even know if I can continue to do this. Kanye for president, man. Kanye. <laughs> Kanye Tudor. I mean, come on. Nah, man, but for real, though, Kanye be making a lot of sense, bro. And he be, like, to me, it be it be too much sense. Like, I be like, bro, that's too, like, that's too on point, bro. What has he said bruh. that made sense? Bro. <laughs> everything, bro. Everything. All this stuff about, you know, people calling him crazy. Everything about how he feel about Trump. And like, you know, how the world really be trying to bully you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Every, what he said about, you know, it's black people out there that voted for Trump for the and for for the record. I did vote. I did not vote for Trump, but it's black people out there that voted for Trump. You know, and they can't even say like they can't even say that they voted like they can't even say, well, you know, I know Trump has said these things, but these like there are things that I like about Trump. Like you can't even say that. Like it's like, you know, when he was talking about you being programmed, it's and it's like something I talk about all the time. Like when you black, you got to think this way. You know what I'm saying? He brought up the fact that, you know, we talk about the white race, the black race. I know, you know, he says, you know, it's about the human race. And I know that's going to come off wrong to a lot of people because they just going to be like what you I mean. Yeah, we the human race, but we still there's still a difference in being black. I mean, yeah, the difference is that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, obviously our hundreds of years of history of our of black people being oppressed. But other than that, you know what I'm saying? It's just like I'm still like I'm still Alex, though. Like I'm black, but I'm still Alex and I can and and Nate, you black and you Nate. And but we still two completely different people. Like the only thing that makes us together is, you know, the way somebody might look at us because of our skin color. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, a little bit of the culture. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you know, if you black, if you black and grow up on the other side of the world, you're going to be nothing like me. You know what I'm saying? Like black is it's it's skin deep, bro. It's skin deep. It it ain't my it ain't thought deep, you know. It's it's skin deep. So like you know, everybody is different. So everybody can have different opinions. And if certain black people are rocking with Trump, you know, and not really feeding into just like okay, he just say a lot of bad shit. He say a lot of shit that people be thinking. But I mean, he's presidential because he didn't already broke down that barrier. We would like a a diplomatic presidential president, of course, you know, to represent our country. But clearly Trump is not that, and he's changing the whole dynamic for that. Kanye talked about if Trump liked black people, or, you know, what he think about black people. Kanye saying that Trump care about the way black people feel about him is 100% on point. He want us to like him. So why does he continue to do things that go against that narrative? What he do, bro? What he do? 
to go against that narrative. What he do? The condemnation of what's going on in the league, basically calling <laughs> all of Africa poor countries. <laughs> He's made very racist remarks. I mean, bruh. The end- We've had children literally locked in cages. Okay. Separated from their families. <laughs> okay. Like, what part? It's like when they asked him, and I still don't feel like I got a clear answer. When they asked him, like, if George Bush don't like black people, what makes you feel like Donald Trump is somebody that black people should trust? George Bush. First of all, Kanye saying that George Bush don't care about black people. I mean, you know, it was a very, I, I would say, like a very passionate quote. Like, you know, obviously it's, it's directly relating to you know, what happened in in New Orleans, you know, when it was hit by Hurricane Katrina. Like, you know, we saw Bush's reaction to that. And I mean, it's just like, bruh. I mean, that at that moment, I mean, that's what it looked like, that he didn't care about black people. Like, I don't look at Kanye as like, you know, you know, and like he said, he's not a political figure. You know, his opinions are not, you know, really based on nothing. It's, you know, it's just passion. You know what I'm saying? Right now, the passionate thing is, okay, Trump. You know, and and him saying that uh, because, you know, his response to that question was, you know, Trump cares about black people like the way black people feel about him, which, you know, when I when I think about white people and here here I go again, you know, when I think about the lens, you know what I'm saying? You only you as as a human it's natural to look out for yourself and really just be in the in the, uh, you know, like everything that you want, you know needs to be pertaining to you like not everybody is just really selfless and really just caring about everybody and uh you know really care about them i mean just like i don't think black people really i mean we don't do y'all care about white people like do y'all care about them like do you care about white people and what be going on with them like no i mean i ain't gonna say no but it's like the same the same way that we feel about white people like there's plenty white people that feel the same like you know we could really care less about what's going on with black people but president trump is a president so it's like okay well i need you to have some interest in what you know is going on in our community like you know we want you to help you know what i'm saying and trump is just like shit uh you know he, he love to bring up the little job percentages like you know <laughs> unemployment is so great like you know and he's saying those things for black people to listen to it and be like hmm you know Maybe Trump is doing stuff for black people. I mean, and like I said, but none of those, but none of those numbers are reflective of anything Trump has done. Those are infrastructure things that were already in place when he took off. The same with them kids being detained at the border. But we gonna no, no, no they were there. That's that, not that the is, same. That is no, it's no. They were implemented before Trump was in office. Like Trump didn't say let's detain these niggas. That's been something they're doing. But the narrative's still gonna be pushed, and I'll be feeling Trump because it's like. You know, everything just be, you know, nothing is objective. It's like, I understand that Trump is not the best dude, but bro, it's way more shit that's like overly negative that's being said. That's really not the true thing, but it's Trump. So we got to shit on him. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, Trump, Trump is Trump is not as good as he say he is. But at the same time, to me, he's not as bad as, you know, the media is portraying him to be like the media is portraying him in you know, a super negative, like, like we talk about Fox news, like, honestly, bro, like a lot of these other networks are like anti Fox news. It ain't like Fox news is right. And then, 
these networks are neutral. Like it's really a lot of networks that's on the left that's gonna shit on Donald Trump and have people on their network to shit on Donald Trump at any at any point, like at every turn. You know, it'd be the same shit. So that's why I mean the real the real thing is people got to get the information for themselves. But most people are not gonna do that. So it's just like you know, and this thing about being black, you know, as a black person, it's like you know you got to shit on Trump, like you got to shit on him. You know, and if you don't shit on them, then you're not black no more. And I'm just like, <laughs> to me, that's just ridiculous, bro. Black people voted for Bush. Black people voted for every damn, you know, Republican president ever. Niggas be voting Democrat. Don't even know why. Don't know a damn thing about policy or nothing about what they stand for. You know, uh, most niggas do got Republican views. They just don't even know. They don't even know what it is, you know. But like going back to what Kanye was saying, it be you just be programmed, bro to think a certain way, to feel like I got to do this. The fact that people cannot comfortably come out and say, you know, I disagree with, um, you know, Hillary, or I, I disagree that Trump is this horrible person. Like, you know, it's like we, nobody, nobody really feel like that's an opinion when it truly is. All this shit is opinion. You know what I'm saying? So I feel him on that, bro. And this is not coming from somebody who like, want to say because i whatever the fuck i say i say i say it right here like this is how i be feeling about trump i mean sometimes you know i do put a little effect on it but sometimes i mean like what i'm saying right now is legitimate like trump do be getting way more hate than he deserved you know? but at the same time he do be talking reckless so that comes with talking reckless but you know how i like to i like to uh listen to people for their intent not from what they say you know i just try i just try to analyze what their intent because the intent is what's going to really especially coming from a president what's going to actually translate into, you know, improvements for our country. And there are certain things, you know, Trump is really on some like, look, we need to be looking out for America and niggas have felt that way for a while. You know what I'm saying? Niggas have felt, you know, we'd be too much into other countries, too much trying to help other people forget all that. You know what I'm saying? And niggas been on that board, on that bandwagon for a while. When we go into war, niggas like, why are we in war? And now Trump like, bro, fuck all these niggas. Like, let's cut them off. And now niggas like, no, we got to help the world. It's just like, bro, niggas going to be anti-Trump. Because that's just, you know, that's what's, because uh, he just, he just, he make himself so unlikable. Like, he say so much shit that obviously going to piss a lot of people who are minority off. But, you know, I just look past that. I'm just like, okay, but what the nigga really doing though? Like, what is he really doing to hurt the black community? And what is he really doing to help the black community? Fuck all that shit that he say. Those are words like, you know, I don't care. I don't. I wish he would stop speaking on the NFL shit. I don't care. It's plenty of people who agree with Trump. Like I can't. And like I said, I think it's an opinion thing. That's his opinion. You know, it just sucks because he got so much power. You know, and he's saying all that. But I don't care. The shithole countries, man, stop fronting like y'all don't be y'all ain't been shitting on Africa y'all whole life. You know, niggas joking about that shit. Africa is a continent, you know not saying? a country. You know what I'm saying? I said the shithole countries. I said the shithole countries, and I'm saying don't act like. No, I'm saying that was my issue. Trump was talking about Africa as if it was a country, and it is an entire continent. I mean, you know, I think they talked about multiple countries with a few African countries being listed into that. And um, you know, like I said, it sounds horrible, but you know, don't don't front like. I mean, just don't even like. Just don't front. That's all I'm gonna say. Just don't front. Like, don't front. Like it's not it's not the right thing to say, but don't front like it's like the most egregious thing you've ever heard. Like I cannot believe 
you know, it just sound it just sound bad. Like it was a bad choice of words. I mean, you know, I don't know, man. That's just me, man. Kanye, man, twenty twenty. And with that, we are going to uh, transition into our twenty eighteen after five draft. <laughs> Press over for you, niggas, man. I ain't even gonna lie. So, how many people we got? Uh, I believe we got twelve people in the draft. We got twelve. Okay. Okay. Last time I checked, was at eleven. Let's go. Yeah, man. I'm I'm only seeing eleven. I ain't gonna lie. You only seeing eleven. We see eleven people in the league. Oh shit! Well, we got eleven people in the draft. <laughs> eleven people in the draft. Hey man, so you know uh, what's, what's what's your draft strategy, man? I don't really know how deep you are into fantasy. You know, Scoob, our social media manager, clearly don't know nothing about fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga like, so I mean, when y'all gonna do the draft? Like, nigga, we gotta do the draft this week. <laughs> the season start. Um, I was like. Man, I'm glad you did 30 second picks though. Cause I was in a draft last night that was like hour and a half picks. Oh my gosh. That whole took- hour and a half. No, I'm sorry. Picks? I'm sorry. Minute and a half picks. But that whole took forever. Damn, who I'm taking first? Damn, they already got Ty Gurley, huh? Damn, y'all putting the pressure on the nigga, huh? Huh. Damn, let me go ahead and get my boy A B. Damn, I wanted to get Le'Veon, but I don't know, man. He holding out and shit. He holding out and shit. Uh, who am I gonna pick? Right. I feel like Zeke got something to prove this year. Yeah, I was gonna tell you, bro. You need you should have got uh you know just some nigga at the bottom. I heard he gonna be cold, bro. <laughs> he the he the sleeper, bro. They say he the sleeper. Okay. We got murderers on the clock. You know what I'm saying? Shout out murderers. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who murderers is, but shout out murderers, bro. <laughs> that you is a wild saying? name. Shout out murderers. It's, they got it's six young, seconds. That's young cow. This is young cow. You know, cow Reeves. Oh, Shout okay, out cow, okay. Man. First out degree cow. murderers. I mean, what a hood. Oh, nigga. okay. <laughs> like, that's your fantasy team name, nigga. First degree murderers. Like, it couldn't just be murderers. Like, it's like, nah, nigga, with intent, nigga. With intent. <laughs> like, 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 like the special crimes. You <laughs> like, on Law and Order. First degree. <laughs> bro, tell me why these folks said they finna drop a Law and Order hate crimes. Hell. Bro, on God, I saw that and they said NBC is definitely thinking about dropping that hoe. Come on now. Come Damn. On. My nigga Jeff on the clock. Long shoe ass Jeff. What's up? Damn. On, your, on his ass. <laughs> Damn. Jeff wasn't playing. Jeff got Julio first pick. I'm talking about five seconds in. Blake on the clock now. Let's see what Blake gonna do. Shout out to Blake. Drop the drop the uh the page for his podcast no, coming, coming soon. soon, man. Shout out Blake doing his podcast thing. Me and the homies. You know, we finna, Hopefully we finna, after five will be featured. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm I'm gonna bogart my way on that hoe, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> like I will be on that hoe. Damn, Blake got David Johnson. I don't even know that nigga. <laughs> Right, that nigga said, I don't even know that nigga. He getting in the first round? 
fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, ma. We got Creech on Creech on the clock. Shout out Creech, man. Uh, Marquise Creech. Shout out to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's see who he gonna go with. Damn, we ten picks in already. Sick. Like I said, them thirty second picks, bro. Drive go quick. Oh, he got DeAndre Hopkins. Damn. Damn. Shout out to Team Evans, Chris Evans. I see you. Hit stick. Don't move. Damn. Brandon Booker joined the draft and then left the draft. (laughs) They joined that whole game. (laughs) Oh, Chris got Odell. Odell went kind of late. Yeah, he he still got a little bit to prove, bro. If we keeping it above. Hell no. Oh, they're already the truth. He's coming off a damn season ending injury. Hell, bro. Just got that check. You think you think they gave him that check if he ain't 100? I mean, I think they gave him that check so he wouldn't leave. Cuz you got to think if Odell if Odell were to leave in free agency, what the hell do New York got? Shit. Eli? <laughs> Manning Eli. Manning <laughs> Eli. <laughs> like, what, uh, so what, what is your draft strategy typically since you've been doing this, you know, for years? Um, just stock up on running backs and receivers, bro. I mean, you know, I don't pick a quarterback until at least the sixth or seventh round because there'd be plenty of good quarterbacks. I'll I'll sacrifice not having the best quarterback for like a mid range quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. I don't take them too early, but yeah, I just like to stock up on the best running backs and receivers I can get early on because those are the ones that you know you just gonna need. You know what I'm saying? Like in the long run, um. You know, I love – it's like this draft, I had the second pick. Like, I love having the first or second pick because, you you know, it does suck because you don't get the pick. It's like, you know, you pick towards the beginning of the first round, but you don't get the pick again until towards the end of the second round. But I do love having mm-hmm. them quick back-to-back picks, though. I don't know. I just like, you know, being able to get two back-to-back players and not, you know, when you have a pick towards the middle, you know, it's – I don't know. It ain't the same. But, yeah, man, just stocking up, man, you know. Um, got Melvin Gordon. I'm gonna go ahead and get McCaffrey. You know, shout out to them Panthers, man. Um, and I'm all, I mean, it's already over, man. Melvin Gordon, Antonio oh, Brown, McCaffrey. Shit. It's already over. You just took damn. It's already you over. You a hoe ass, oh, man. I mean, it's over for you. I, I don't care who you I had. I literally up, had. I don't care who you had queued up. I don't care who you had queued up, nigga. I'm taking him. Who we got on the clock? Was. Wise man, um, <laughs> every time I say that, I just go look at like the page where I got everybody real man. <laughs> shout out, wise man, Jeremy Henry, man. Shout out, Jeremy. Dang, I ain't mean to use your government like that. Shout out, Jeremy, man. Fucking germ, you know what I'm saying? Germ trash. No, you trash, germ. <laughs> like, damn, uh, snap, damn. But yeah, man, I am I am looking forward to the league this year, man. Um, I mean, I do think it's already over, but you know, I do appreciate everybody who signed up to play in the league, and you know, you get to be grace with playing with somebody like me in fantasy. 
I mean, it's always a pleasure um, and a delight, I would say, for all participants, you know, just to see. Nigga, did you just say yeah, a delight? delight? for all participants so they can actually see how cold I am in everything I do um, with fantasy being one of them. You know, podcasting being very low on the rim, and I'm cold at that too. So I'm like, damn. So you just a, a jackass of all trades, huh? I mean, technically, if we being like specific. <laughs> but uh, I don't like, you know, I wouldn't say I'm an ass about it. I mean, I'm just saying folks need to loosen up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. <laughs> folks need to loosen up. Like, I think being, I think being cocky and being like, you know, you know, I guess like braggy about shit. I mean, to me, that's funny. Like, it's funny because it's it's unreasonable for somebody to, you know, think that they're so great. So, like, to act like you're great, I don't know. To me, it's just kind of funny. And I don't know. Basically, Alex don't fuck with braggadocious people. No, nah, I do. Man, you ever drunk something and that shit go down the yes. wrong pipe? Yes, of course. <laughs> right? it's, scary, die. it's scary, bro. You be like, damn, it's really, I'm really, it's really over right now. But no, I do, I do, I'm saying I do like brag, braggy people. I do like it. I just don't, I mean, a lot of people don't like it. It just kind of depends on how you brag. It's like, I brag a lot, but I don't be for real, though. I just be playing. And folks be like, damn, you cocky fool. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not, like, I'm just playing. Like, niggas, like, first of all, niggas who really be thinking highly, like, if you truly, really do think highly of yourself, like, bro, come on, bro. Like. Sometimes I think about stuff and stuff in my life. Like, I don't be like I, I'm not responsible for none of this shit. Like, I don't I don't does I don't I'm not somebody who feel like I deserve this shit. Like, you know, even though I, you know, I have work for the stuff I got at the end of the day, everything that I got is like I did not deserve it. Like, I did not deserve it. You know what I mean? It's just the way the chips fell. You know, when you talk about being, you know, just favored, like it's just favor, like it's favor. It's not better or worse. It's favor. You know what I mean? Like sometimes shit just work out for people and it don't work out for other people. So everything I got is just like it's a blessing. Like it's a blessing to be anything like to obviously to be alive, to to have done everything I've done. I didn't deserve it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's undeserved. You know, so I understand, I guess sometimes it's good to feel like, you know, yeah, what I did, I worked hard and it paid off. But like, bro, it be niggas that work hard every day and the shit don't pay off. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's, it's just, everything is just coincidental. So all the positive shit that go on in your life or anything that you even may be good at. Like, bro, it's certain people that work hard as hell at a craft and they just cannot be as good at it as somebody who's naturally talented. And like, there's nothing special. Like, there's nothing you did. Like, even if you have the natural talent, it's great that you have the natural talent. But at the end of the day, you didn't give yourself the natural talent. Like, it was just in your blood. Like, so you really just, the same as me, bro. I got shit that I'm cold at. You got shit that you cold at. It is what it is, you know. Like, you know, so I don't know. Niggas, if anybody be on a high horse about some shit, like, bro, chill the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think it's funny to be like, like, I take it, I think. I don't know. I, I guess it's it's hard it's hard to kind of explain, but it's like, you know, anything I do, if we doing any type of competition, I'm going to talk shit. But I don't really mean it though. Like I don't know. It's just <laughs> like I'll talk shit and then the nigga just work me and whatever, and I just be like, you know, it is what it is. 
you know, I just think that's hilarious for a nigga to talk shit and then get like, you know, destroyed and whatever. And then, you know, you just got to live with that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just got a different way of looking at it, man. Long story short, short, man. I don't deserve shit. I don't deserve it. That's, that's <laughs> but favor ain't fair. Is that what you- favor? Favor is definitely not fair. It's definitely not fair. Life is not fair. I mean, it's <laughs> like that is there is nothing more true than that statement. Life is just not something that is fair. We want it to be fair so bad, but it's not. I'm sorry. My uh, nigga went on a whole <laughs> tangent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, strictly based on the fact that I'm gonna work niggas, you know. So I'm looking forward to working y'all. And um if anybody wanna put like any side wagers up, like, you know, it's not a money league, but if you wanna bet me that you're gonna beat me or something, I mean, just hit my line and no matter the amount, I'll put it up. It don't matter. You know, unless you like some ridiculous person and like ten thousand, bro. <laughs> then I'm gonna be like, no. Well, this has been your boy. <laughs> <laughs> broke boy Nate B cause y'all don't need to come don't come DMing me don't send me no message on ESPN Fantasy Football about no side bet cause I'm broke boy Nate B for a reason I'm broke nigga I'm broke I guess you gonna, you gonna say your cash have name next huh I'm gonna have niggas donate nah nah I, you know, cash tell cash have to not, cut the check <laughs> yeah, that's what I was getting. Cash App ain't cut a check yet. Shit. Hell, I don't even know who I sponsor for this week is. You got anything to say before I close it out? It's been your boy, Broke Boy Nate B. And your boy AC, man. Uh, you know, I just want to say I appreciate y'all listening. Please subscribe to us. Please give us five star ratings, man. Leave comments. Tell us how you feel. DM me, bro. If you if you got a topic you want us to hit, bro, let me know. You know what I'm saying? If you if you think I ain't shit, let me know. If you, I mean, we know Nate ain't shit, so just let him know. Um, you know, so he can stop thinking it's only me that think this. Uh, you know, like I said, appreciate y'all rocking with us, man. It's after five. Peace. Holla. Oh,